and welcome to New Mexico Castaways. I'm Rosalinda Roman, and I am talking to you from my storage unit that we just got in, uh, it's actually right across from Gatorland in Florida. Uh, I don't think I've ever been to Gatorland, but it seems like something that would be worth going to at least once in your life. Uh, they literally are full of, have a bunch of gators. Um, and for those of you that know me, know that I'm a gator fan, but not necessarily the actual gator kind. I'm a fan of the Florida gators because that's where I went to, to college. Um, okay, so I'm going to work and talk with you because Nathan just dropped me off while he and Samuel go to get haircuts. And um, we are, so the, the, we, we moved off the boat about a week ago. Um, I think it was maybe exactly a week. Today is Saturday. So, yeah, it was like a week ago that we moved off of the Dawn Treader, which, of course, breaks my heart, or it broke my heart. But um, I'm surprisingly good, to be honest. I was really heartbroken over um, the sale of the boat, which has been our home for the past two years. And um, I just really, it made me sad. But now uh, I really feel like, okay, you know what? It is time for a new chapter. It's it's going to be okay, and um, I'm I'm taking a new attitude. We just had a week at Walt Disney World with my family. My brother Nathaniel is a U.S. Marine, and he just got his orders to be uh, to move his station, which he had been at um, North Carolina. I believe it's Camp Lejeune. Um, and he is now moving to um, Germany. So they were going to be a, a, quite a ways away from us. Not that we have seen them that much, but once we were like, okay, you're going to Germany, let's uh, squeeze in a Disney trip. And so we figured out how to do that, and uh, we had a great, great, great time. I think our two families, I, we, I, don't, I don't remember us traveling together. We visited each other, but... To travel together is obviously a very different thing, and we we did really, really well together, our two families, so that was nice. Um, so now I'm back at the storage unit. It was such a whirlwind getting here, and then we, you know, we, ha- we had a time deadline because the guy that bought the boat um, obviously wanted the boat, but also the time constraint was because um, we wanted to get to... Disney, uh, we had to get to Disney in time for, uh, to meet them because they have a very limited window there. My, my brother has four little kids, um, and they, uh, and his wife, Carla, they are, um, packing up and they literally are moving to Germany in two weeks. (laughs) So we obviously worked with their schedule as well as ours and the person that bought the boat. And so we had to get out of the boat pretty quickly, and that meant that we had to get creative on how we got everything done. We were in Austin at the beginning of this whole, um, like a week and a half ago, I guess. We were in at Disney, and the boat sold. I'm not Disney, sorry. We were in Austin when the boat sold. And so then we had to kind of regroup and figure out where, you know, where do we, how are we going to get to Florida? How are we going to get our stuff? How are we going to get the stuff off the boat? And it it was just wild. And I 
do think I recorded a little bit of that, so hopefully you got a sense of the chaos uh, that was our move off of the Don Treader. But then once we moved off and we hurried to meet them here uh, in the Disney area, that was super fun, but obviously that took up um, all of our focus, so I didn't really think too much about our stuff. Um, So we came here to... uh, to the storage unit from the boat. Let me back up a little bit. Trying to work and talk isn't always easy. Um, we moved off the boat in order to, and, and in order to get everything off the boat quickly, we put it all in a U-Haul. That U-Haul was not super full, but we did bring a few things off the boat that we are going to keep, but that we are are selling um, because we didn't have the time to, you know, do it in the in the way we we need to, which is to obviously sell it and get it to the people. So we actually had the kayak, my crystal kayak, um, and um, some. Right now, I'm organizing fishing poles. Uh, so the crystal kayak, fishing poles. Uh, there's a um, a bike, which is a, um, what do you call it? A folding bike. So, you know, there's some things that we're not going to keep because they really belong on a boat, but while we're, um, well, we had to get them off the boat. So that's why we put everything in the U-Haul and then, and we got a U-Haul that was too big for what our needs are, but it, we were in a hurry. So we kind of had to put as much as we could where we needed to, um, into the boat, uh, I mean, into the U-Haul, and bring it here to the storage unit. Well, the storage unit is, I don't know, I couldn't tell you exactly the dimensions, but it's its tall inside, but very kind of thin. Um, let's see, it's probably about five feet wide and, I don't know, 12 feet high, uh, maybe eight foot back, and... So our stuff fits, but it's kind of stacked up quite a bit in the back. And by the time we were um, moving our stuff in within the hotel room, uh, I started, or not the hotel, we actually rented a VRBO. I started going, well, we're missing this. We're missing that. We start, I started seeing all the things that um, we really needed to have with us that we didn't have with us. So um, I said to Nathan, I said, I really want to spend some time at this storage unit sorting through because we were so rushed at the end that I just kind of threw things in different places. Uh, It was pouring rain when we got to this area. And so we ended up just, you know, quickly unloading the, the moving truck and many things got put away in a way that I don't love. So I wanted to, well, and I found out one of the things that I discovered when I was in, uh, in Kissimmee at the house in Kissimmee was that uh, one of my briefcases, which is a roller bag that had my computer in it, not my main computer, but the one that I thought was totally dead, but actually wasn't totally dead, my MacBook Pro, um, we had um, that in the storage unit. And so I said, I need to go back and get that and uh, just do some sorting. I just wanted to spend a little time with the stuff without the chaos of the move and trying to get to Disney and, you know, all of the stuff that we were doing last week. Um, I just, I needed a little bit of time. So Nathan said he would take the kids. Um, we were not going to the parks this today was going to be an off day. 
Uh, so this was the perfect day to do some of this sorting. So I am here by myself and very happy about that. The downside is I don't know if I can get in there because we have the kayak completely like in there and it it's heavy. I don't know if you've heard me talk about that before, but the kayak is quite heavy and um, it really is a two person. It takes two people to move it um, reasonably. But um, I'm going to try because it is in the way of everything. But my goal is to try to get through here. I think my briefcase is way in the back. I think I can see the tires back there, which means I've got to climb back in there somehow. Uh, but I wanted to record. I don't want you. I don't want this episode to just be me mumbling and whatever while I work. I I just wanted to kind of talk a little bit about. Some of the things, the self-discovery, the thoughts that I've been having since um, we moved off the boat, and now I've had a week to kind of process a little bit. And um, and one of the most important things I think that happened is we went to Disney, which is hilarious that that would be one of the most important things. But Disney is has I have a history at Disney. I used to work at Walt Disney World. And I'm going to take a break right now so I can try to move the kayak. And then when I come back, I'll tell you about why, about some of my thoughts and why Disney is starting to kind of play in my head again. So I will pause and uh, I will be right back. <sighs> okay, I'm back. And oh my gosh. <laughs> Since I uh, stopped the recording, paused the recording, um, I climbed back into the back of the storage unit, and the kayak was at an angle, because it doesn't fit, like if you just put it straight in the door, it's too long to fit, so we had it basically draped across all of our belongings on an angle up into the back, um, and I wanted to move it out of that position because I couldn't get in there. So I climbed through like I was, uh, what is that, Mission Impossible? <laughs> I was just, dun, 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 and I'm climbing through and under and over. And then I finally got back to the back of the storage unit, was moving the kayak, felt like, okay, I'm making progress. And then all of a sudden, the lights in the whole inside of the storage uh, facility turned off. They are motion sensors. And so, uh, since they couldn't see me, I was in the back bowels of the uh, storage unit. It just turned off. So, I came, crawled back out in the dark, over into the main hallway, had to walk back out to the exit to walk back in so that the, it would trigger the motion sensor lights, right? So, I got that, and I was like, okay, I got it, came back, got back in there. The kayak was still really in a bad position, but it was slightly moved and actually probably more dangerous than when I had first started. <laughs> so then I was like, okay, I got to get in there. I got to get it. And I wanted to get it more um, toward the center back where I have like the dive equipment and I've got uh, the, the stand-up paddle boards that we, we are keeping, but they're, they're in bags. They're inflatable ones. So they're in bags back in the back of the storage unit and, you know, just stuff. And then I got there, I was like, okay, I've got it, I rearranged things, I'm making room for the kayak, still hadn't physically been able to move the kayak all the way, but I was making progress, and the lights went out again. <laughs> so I just came back into the front of the storage unit, 
I've got half the stuff pulled out into the hallway, and um, but I was able to pull the kayak in an upright position. And when I'm talking about the kayak, by the way, I'm not talking about a normal kayak. It's a crystal kayak, which is see-through and very cool and very awesome and has definitely added to many, many of our adventures on the Dawn Treader. But the problem is because um, it's, it's a different kind. It's more like a canoe, really. It's huge. It's a two-person, and it's just massive. And so I climbed back in and picked it up upright, and now I don't know if we'll ever get it to move again, which is probably good because it's going to be now. Now, the next step, by the way, everybody, when we were in Disney, when you're working at Disney, um, one of the things that I love about people that work at Disney and why I loved working there is you're encouraged to really strike up conversations and talk to the people that are visiting from all over the world. And it's just such a cool experience to be able to talk to all these people from all walks of life. And so people inevitably, oh, and my kids are big pin traders. Disney um, has this system where you can trade pins that are um, different characters, different shapes, different sizes, all kinds of really cool pins. And my my kids are uh, avid pin traders, and they introduce their cousins to Disney pin trading. So that has been that was really fun, but and and that caused us to talk to a lot of people because the way that it works is you go up to any cast member uh, that has a pin on the lanyard, and that you can any any official pin you can't just trade any random pin, but any official pin that you find on their lanyard is fair game to be traded. And so you just go up to them and say, hi, can I see your pins? And they say yes. And you, it, Which, by the way, like just from a business perspective, thinking about Disney and how they pull that off, they have to give employees, a.k.a. cast members, permission to stop. And a lot of times they'll be on their way to clearly their next station or whatever they're doing. And they have to stop and um, you know, answer questions or uh, show the pins so that anyone who wants them can have them. So I admire the fact that the company uh, does that, allow for that, because to us, that is what makes the experience, the ability to actually engage with the cast members, and it's what sets Disney apart, in my opinion, uh, from the other um, similar businesses like well, I don't know, I haven't been to Universal Studios in years, but a lot of the ones that try to be like Disney, I think they don't succeed because of that reason. Because as Walt Disney said, you know, you can build and do and all that. This is not quoting him, by the way. But you basically can do whatever you want, but without people, it takes people to make it happen. So I appreciate that they recognize the importance of allowing that human interaction. But anyway, so we would stop and people inevitably would say, oh, where are you from? And that's the first question everybody asks, or where do you live? And my kids just would look at me with this like blank look on their face. And the people that ask the question are probably like, why is that such a hard question? <laughs> and I'm like, well, it's complicated. <laughs> that's basically what we were saying to everybody. And it was fun because a lot of times I would not say anything. I'd say, go ahead, tell them what, you know, what you want. And so the kids tested out different responses. Sometimes they would say that they lived on a boat. Sometimes they would say, we're from New Mexico, uh, but we haven't lived there in a long time. Um, 
a lot of times, the thing that I noticed Ahava was saying regularly was, we're a full-time traveling family, which that seemed to fit the most out of all the things we said. It seemed like that was the one that felt the most accurate. Um, so, yeah, it was kind of fun to, to just get that blank stare, like, um, we don't really know where we're from or where we're going. You know, that was once they found out, we'd say, uh, well, we just sold the boat, so we're not sure where we're going next. They'd say, or we, you know, we'd say we're, we're kind of homeless is what they would say. And um, then they go, well, where are you going next? And we're like, uh, we don't know. Because the answer to that question is we're going to, uh, we know we're going to Austin for three weeks. Um, we really enjoyed it. Nathan had a job there that he really liked um, to work on. He enjoyed working on. And because of that, he, um, he'd like to get back there. Ahava has a gym there that she was really making some, she's uh, a competitive gymnast. And so she was making great strides gymnastically uh, there in Austin. And Ziva found a really great uh, volleyball uh, situation. And so um, we decided we were going to go to New Mexico where our, our home is, but our home is rented out. So it's not like we would be going back to our actual home anyway. And we realized, and there was a volleyball camp that we were thinking about um, having Ziva go to at UNM, which is the University of New Mexico. And that had promise, but it turned out her best friend which would be the main reason we would be going um, because Eva wanted to be with her best friend. Well, her best friend wasn't able to make that camp. So, it, you know, it worked out that we said, well, let's, let's not go back to New Mexico for those three weeks because it's, we're going to have to go uh, in the other direction because my other brother, Jose, is getting married in Florida um, in like Clearwater um, in July. So it didn't make a lot of sense for us to go all the way to Albuquerque if we were just going to come back. And we don't have a place here in Florida right now. So we were kind of like, well, where do we go? And that's when the idea of let's just go back to Austin. We know we have a good setup there. The kids, by the way, yesterday was their very last day of actually, I think today is officially their last day of school. But, um, you know, now that they've had some time, they're finished with school. So that means Ziva is a, oh my gosh, a sixth grader, and Samuel is a second grader now. Um, so, you know, they don't have to do school, even though they're homeschooled, they still do have to check in because they've been doing Florida virtual school. Um, and so since we we kind of don't have the pressure of having to be somewhere to do the live lessons and all that, we figured let's focus on the sports because that is the thing that um, they most cannot, could not do uh, while living on the boat. That you know, their sports they can fit it in a bit here and there, but it, it definitely the training, especially Hava's, actually Hava's and Ziva's both kind of suffered during the time we were um, on the boat. So we figured let's take these three weeks until we, while we have the time to focus on their actual sports and we got to figure out what Samuel's sport is. Uh, he reminds us of that all the time. I don't know what my sport is. I said, well, you don't really have to know you're seven, but that's okay. We're going to work on that too. Um, and so focusing on their sports for the next three weeks and Nathan kind of getting back in the, the scheme of things with his uh, job and uh, well, continuing really the project he's been working on, which 
he does enjoy very much with medical and, uh, and his company, Mcare. Sorry, I'm moving the kayak because I don't want it to get scratched because the whole point of this kayak is that it's see-through and if it gets scratched, it will not be see-through. So I'm trying to move that. Um, so anyway, let's get back to it. So we are going back. Our answer is we know we're going to go to Austin for the next three weeks and we fly to Austin tomorrow morning, which is my mom's birthday. So happy birthday, mom. By the time you hear this, it'll be probably two years later knowing <laughs> my publishing schedule. Um, but happy birthday. And then from Austin, um, I actually am having, I'm going to have a women's weekend where I'm going to go and, sorry, I'm now lifting the folding bike because, you know, I can't do anything small. Okay. Yay. I just cleared the floor. Yes. <sighs> that was very hard work. <laughs> I cleared the floor. I put the kayak, uh, so the dive tanks, the BCDs which is the uh, um, buoyancy compensation device, I think is the right term. Uh, those are back there, the dive tanks, the, the fins, the snorkels, um, the kayak, the paddles, the folding bike. Let's see, there's a cooler under there. Some ropes, um, some new ropes that weren't part of the boat purchase. Um, and then some like kickboards, they call those boogie boards. Um, sorry, whew, I took it out of me. A bunch of balls, like sports, you know, tennis, not tennis balls, uh, basketballs, volleyballs, footballs in a bag. Oh, there's a massage chair back down under there. That we I bought for Nathan for his uh, father's day or birthday. Um, and that was like this ridiculous thing that had no business being on the boat, but was. Um, there's Ziva's piano keyboard, which was her Hanukkah gift her first year on the boat, and we had with us the whole way, plus the, the uh, what do you call them, the uh, seats, and here's the keyboard stand, so that's in there. Uh, what else do we have in here? Oh, and there's this, these beautiful display cases, um, which I had gotten from the container store, and those are the display cases for, um, it's got all of our shelves and um, sand dollars, and Seabiscus, I think you call them. That's all in there. We just found somebody's earring. No, that's not an earring. What is that? Some silver piece that I probably broke off of something, and I don't know what. Uh, okay, so where was I? I was talking about Disney. I know that. I was telling you how uh, we were discussing with people would ask where we're going next, and we would say we didn't know, but we know we're going to Austin. Um, but it, okay. So yeah, that's basically the funny thing is that we don't know where we're going, but going to Disney and being there and just spending that time, uh, was really good for me. I, oh, and I'm going to the women's weekend, which is also like a retreat and it's where I'm going to be, um, doing some more, like a lot of in, internal work, if you will, really working on myself and figuring out what I do want next. Um, so anyway, the idea of Disney and why it's so meaningful to me is because I, when I, not only did I work there, but it really was a great um, time of transformation for me in my life. I first went to Walt Disney World when I was um, in college at the University of Florida. I was on a college program there for a semester, 
And if you don't know about the Disney College Program, you should learn about it. It's fantastic. And basically, you go and you live, work, and learn on Disney property. You actually live at a place called Vista Way, and you work within um, the parks, and you go to Disney University. And I think I've talked about it a bit here on the podcast before, but um, I went there, and when I worked there, I worked at a place that doesn't exist called Kitchen Cabaret, and um, I had a really great experience there. Uh, Turned 21 while I was at Disney, so I had lots of fun. whatever, I won't get into details, but I had a lot of fun at Disney. <laughs> and um, I, when I was in between jobs, so that, that was kind of a big transition. It was toward the end of my college experience, and I got college credit, and I just really, it was when I went to Disney, and I had that semester away from my normal life, my normal routine, um, I ended up coming away from that experience with um, kind of a new clarity, and that's when I discovered broadcasting, actually. I came back having worked uh, the, the degree, the Disney degree I got was in um, management and communications, and I got my doctorate degree in <laughs> management and communications. And before that, when I was younger, long before Disney, I actually was part of a magnet program at my high school uh, called the Academy for Tourism. And I learned a lot about um, the tourism industry, first of all, but I just really, it helped me to realize I really enjoyed communications. And so then when I went back from the college program, that's when I... um, I declared my major. I, I actually took an elective in broadcasting, fell in love, and declared my major and went on to get my uh, Bachelor of Science in Telecommunication. So it, Disney was very uh, important for me in my life back then, and it just continued to be, be an important part of my life. It had a pos- huge positive influence on me. Um, by the way, the first time I ever went to Walt Disney World, um, I was about 13. Or, yeah, I think I was about 13. And my mom surprised us with a trip to Disney because we had moved to Florida from Illinois. And we had uh, we had lots of big changes in our lives. My dad worked for Eastern Airlines, and he was transferred down to Miami. So um, we moved down to Miami, and we had, you know, we were kind of feeling a bit of, like, fish out of water which is funny because looking back, I went on to definitely loving Miami and it, I still to this day love Florida and love Miami. Um, whereas I know a lot of people are overwhelmed by it. I just, I always thrived there. Um, so Disney uh, was a great moment for me when I went and did the college program. But then I later, I went into broadcasting. So I went back to the University of Florida, went into broadcasting uh, worked at various stations around the country, and then I met my husband, and that was a very uh, strange and crazy and amazing time in my life because um, obviously I was in the process of with getting married, and I had uh, previously been engaged to someone else. I was engaged when I met Nathan. And so my life was in upheaval. I had quit my job at a TV station. Sorry, I'm I know that's a lot of noise, but I'm trying to move stuff. Um, I had quit my job in El Paso, Texas. I was at KVIA, 
Um, and that's when I moved to Florida again. So I was newly in love, living in Florida, um, but he would go to work all day and I didn't know what I was going to do with myself. And I was feeling very um, lost because I went there without a job and I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. So what do I do when I'm not sure what I want to do? I go and work at Walt Disney World. It's <laughs> apparently my thing because I went back to um, work at Walt Disney and I this time uh, I went and worked at the Jungle Cruise. I was a Jungle Cruise skipper. Um, and if you don't know what the Jungle Cruise is, I, um, uh, it's basically a an attraction where you go and you go through a pretend drung jungle um, with audio animatronic animals, and you basically go um, uh, through and tell corny jokes. The host, um, the attraction host, the person who's the Jungle Cruise skipper, uh, tells corny jokes as you go through the jungle, and it, it's a very memorable ride. It was one of the original rides that um, Walt Disney had a very uh, active hand in, and uh, it started in Disneyland, and eventually, once Disney World opened, they have the Jungle Cruise there as well. So, um, And if you go back to the archives of New Mexico, I did a story about the Jungle Cruise Skipper reunion. So I have a lot of connections to um, Disney, and I went back at that point and uh, kind of reset my life, figured out what I wanted to do next. Uh, and so then that's when I went back into broadcasting. I went uh, after kind of renewing my my uh, energy and getting reset. I went and got my next job at uh, WTVT in Tampa. So all of this to say, I've always had a very happy, special feeling about Walt Disney World and Disney in general. Um, and so there we were this week. I was with my brother and his family. And, you know, family travel can be stressful, but we, our two families sharing a house, we did really, really well together, which isn't always the case. You know, it can be stressful to try to, try to mesh different ways of, you know, being. And, and I just was really proud of both families for how we got along because his kids are little and my kids are bigger. Um, and so I didn't, I didn't know how that would go, but it went super well. And we ended up um, being at the parks for four days. So this is something that has come up before. We are annual pass holders, and my kids and I love going there. We just, Nathan likes it and enjoys it, but he, sometimes he gets overwhelmed by the crowds. But the kids and I usually could go, like, all the time. And, and we know how to do the parks in a way that are not stressful because we're pass holders, I go for a bit, we see what we want to see, but we also know when to say when. Because like this week was a perfect example. When we were at um, Animal Kingdom yesterday, we were really looking forward to being there with my, my uh, brother's family. But it turned out it's Memorial Day weekend. Um, so it's crazy, crazy busy, number one. And... It also is, uh, it turns out, I didn't know this until I was talking to a silver pass holder, which is someone who, and I don't know if this is true that everybody with a silver pass is this that we're talking about, but basically he had retired from Disney, so he worked at the company his whole career, and he was sitting down on the bench nearby while I was waiting for my family at Animal Kingdom, 
Uh, and I struck up a conversation with him, as I always do. And he, I said, wow, I, I just don't remember seeing this many people at the parks. I mean, I, I know it's the start of the holiday weekend, but it's a Friday. It wasn't Saturday. And he said, oh, that's because today's the day, the last day that you can use, that the cast members can come. And I said, well, what do you mean? And he said, well, the, some of the cast members can still come, but basically they get a pass as part of their benefits package to um, allow them to bring some family members a few times a year. Now, it's not every day. You can just bring family and friends all the time. Um, but I think, at least when I was working there, I remember it used to be that we could get three people in up to three times every three months. So basically, it's like a family, like three of your friends once a month, I think it worked out too. Well, there's, um, there's blackout dates for those um, times because you can't, if you had everybody come at the same time, like during the, the busy season with their friends and family, cast members who were also on vacation, there would be no way to see anything or, or enjoy the ride. So the blackout period apparently begins today. <laughs> and so this cast member was telling me, he said, uh, former cast member, he said, it's, today's the last day that they can use those passes. And so everybody is using their pass. Everybody. I was like, Oh, so it was not only, Oh, and then by the way, it was also, we realized we were watching, like just kind of looking at all the people that were there. And we realized all of the, a lot of the people that were there were um, tour groups, but like all the schools were having their end of year field trips. And so those end-of-year field trips course, uh, coincided with, um, with the um, pass holder issue, <laughs> with the people all squeezing in their last-minute passes. So it was just like, oh, my gosh, this is a trifecta of chaos, right? Because there's all these people who are here with their schools, all these kids. And literally, I mean, we'd see all these um crowds of people in green shirts and they were all from one elementary school and then there were crowds of people with you know purple shirts and they were from another elementary school or junior high or high school and I was like oh of course it's a few um weeks before the end of the school year um that's when all the the schools fit in their big trips like some some schools go to Washington D.C. Other schools go to Disney World. <laughs> so it was so crowded and so crazy. But because we have passes, we were able to say, okay, we don't need to stay. Let's do the few things we got the fast passes for and then hit the road. And so we did that. And it was it's so much more enjoyable. But anyway, so that's just part of the sidebar of the Disney story. I had been the past few times that I've been at Disney, I have said to my kids, maybe I'll just come and work here seasonally maybe I'll do a little bit of seasonal work back at, at Disney and they said what do you mean and I said well if you're in good standing with the company which I am uh, you can come back and work at the at Disney um, you'd have to like I'd have to reapply and you know go through the whole uh, traditions process again which is is the um, time when they introduce you as a cast a potential cast member they introduce you to all the the important things that you need to know about Disney. So, um, you know, the history of the company and the standards with which they expect you, you know, the things that they expect you to do as a, as a cast member, how you should 
should or should not behave and, you know, stuff like that. Uh, Disney traditions is what it's called. Um, so I said, you know, I'd have to go through that, but I could, I could definitely go back and work at Disney again. I'm, I'm pretty confident of that. It's, I guess there's a chance that that wouldn't be a possibility, but I left in good standing. I, um, I also uh, even went to they had a, an alumni reunion that I went to a few years back and um, had happy experience there as well. So, oh, anyway, sorry, I'm moving more boxes. So now that I'm in here, now, of course, I have to organize the whole thing, which, of course, is hilarious because it's a massive project, but I'm really glad to be doing it. And uh, the good news is nobody can reach me because there's no cell service in here. Um, so if they, if, you know, if they need me, they'll have to come find me <laughs> anyway. So, uh, yeah, so I told the kids this trip and as I was going through the parks, everything I saw that needed to be, uh, that wasn't in line with Disney's, um, policy, you know, like the traditions that I talked about, there were things that I saw that I was like, oh, that is so not Disney, you know, um, just certain cast members behavior. Um, certain things. Um, a big one that really struck me was the um, watching the dolphin at um, at sorry, let me move this. The dolphin at Epcot Center. I had told my kids I've been struggling because I I really feel strongly that dolphins and whales should not be in captivity ever, ever. Um, some places and some things that you do with animals as far as education and you, you know, you educate the public about, I think there is definite benefit there. So I'm not saying that I think that there should never be a zoo or anything like that, but I think that whales and dolphins are very different. Um, and I don't want to get into that. I'll, 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 I'll get into that soapbox some other day, but since this is already a long episode, I'm not going to go there right now. Um, but anyway, so I had told the kids that I didn't really, I'm, I didn't want to go to SeaWorld, and uh, that was a big thing, because they had even had their FLVS um, field trip was going to be at SeaWorld this year, and I said no, that we weren't going to go because I don't support SeaWorld, and um, so that was a big uh, issue and a sore spot, and they said, but there's dolphins at, at Disney, and I said, no, there aren't, and I must have just blocked it out of my brain because I knew there were. I had... Uh, they were there when I worked there at Epcot Center, but I guess I mentally blocked it out because they uh, did have a lonely, sad dolphin in Epcot's uh, living seas and just swimming there with nothing. And it was just so sad. And um, again, I'm not going to get into how my strong feelings on that issue. But the bottom line is I said to them when I when I saw it, I said, that's going to be the first thing I do when I become CEO of Disney. And so they're like, okay. And so we, everywhere we went, we saw it whenever we saw something or, you know, some, some cast member was, you know, not nice to whoever the guests were or whatever the issue was, I would say, ah, that's, that I'm definitely changing that when I come in, when I'm the CEO of Disney. So that became our mantra for the whole weekend. <sighs> Breathe. But, you know, the, even all kidding aside, there is, that is a possibility that I could go back and work for the company. And just on the drive here, I said to my husband, um, I said, you know, if, 
if I could guarantee that I would go, if I go, go to Disney and I could go and interview um, people in the parks, uh, you know, that's my background is, is as a reporter. And, um, and I understand, I think, the positive and all the stories I've done on New Mexico are, you know, all positive, family-friendly. It's definitely in line with what I've done in my career past, post, um, I should say, done in my career post-mainstream media. Um, so I said, you know, it is, it's conceivable that I would go back and work there. And even if I didn't get the dream job that I'm talking about, I definitely would consider working in one of the theme parks seasonally because here's the thing. I've done all this independent work with New Mexicast and New Mexicastaways and, um, you know, just really uh, been working independently for many years since 2007. Um, And maybe, you know, one of the problems with that is it's quite lonely it's definitely not, um, it does not feed my social side, which if anyone who knows me knows, I'm a social person. And so, um, you know, it's conceivable that I could go back and work for the mouse. Um, but who knows? I mean, that may be just me talking and, and dreaming and brainstorming. I have no idea. I have no idea if that's something I would actually want to do. Um, but I do know I'm going to spend that weekend um, in the San Diego area. We just booked my hotels this morning. And uh, I'm going to do that Women's Weekend. I'm going to do some kind of brainstorming, soul-searching, rethinking, and hopefully come up with some ideas of what I would like to do for this next chapter. All right, I'm going to pause and go in search of some water, and then I will wrap this up when I get back. And I hope you don't mind all the heavy breathing that this very long episode has in it. <laughs> I'll be right back. Well, my sweetheart came back um, with Samuel. They had very cute haircuts, which is nice. Um, and it's so funny how different he and I are. Um, and he's just like, it's the minute he got back, it was like, I feel the pressure and the stress of it hit me again. Um, and I was in my Zen sitting here feeling like I was getting so much done. And he did say, oh, wow, you did a lot. But it still felt like, well, what's taking you so long? And we got to go. And he said, they're going to close soon. And, you know, whatever. It just, it's just a different, um, different pace than my pace. Let's <laughs> put it that way. So, um because of that, it's a little it's it's a little less um, relaxing, which is why I am going on that women's weekend so I can have my time to hear my thoughts, not just sharing with you guys, but actually sit down and write in my journal and ask myself, what next? What do I want next? You know, because um, when you're moving on everybody else's schedules, um, when you're a part of a family of five like I am, delightfully so. I'm very grateful for that. It also means that you don't have a lot of time to do a lot of inner work, soul searching. You know, I I have some loved ones who I know that really get to spend a lot of time working on themselves and I, I applaud them for that. It seems like when I want to do that, 
I get uh, about as long as it takes to go into the bathroom and then, you know, in five minutes, somebody's knocking on the door. But I would not trade it for the world. It's crazy, crazy life that we have. <laughs> I am very grateful for it. So I am going to get back to work. Nathan left to go take some of the stuff that we found in the hotel. We sorted through our stuff. We are in a constant state of KonMari um, where we sort through our stuff and then resort through our stuff and then resort through our stuff. So you get rid of anything that doesn't spark joy and you, over time, whittle things down enough that you can actually um, be full-time travelers like we are, where we keep most of our most precious things um, with us or most of the things we need and just have a, a small storage space maybe with some precious treasures for looking at later. Um, but anyway, yeah, I got to get back to it. No time to chit chat. <laughs> so I hope you guys uh, enjoyed this episode. If you did, please consider sharing it with a friend or leave a review for me, either in iTunes um, or one of the other uh, podcast uh, listening apps that you use. And uh, yeah, check back in when you get a chance and I'll check back in when I get a chance. I hope you guys are all well and enjoying your um, adventures wherever you are. Take care. Thanks for listening. I'm Rosalinda Roman.